In the words of the great poet Axel Rose, what's so civil about <laughs> war so, anyway? It's clearly someone who doesn't know what civil war is. I know. It's, every time I hear the talk, I'm like, I just would sigh and be like, he's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably wrote it and was like, oh, this is my finest work. <laughs> Axel Rose, if you're listening, we're sorry, but, you know, you deserve it. So <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. Three men, random topics, and unlimited opinion. Joining me today, as always, is Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hello, Bo Schwartz. Also joining us today is Michael Hodgins. Michael, how are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. All right, so this is the podcast where we're going to debate topics selected at random by the random topic generator. It's unrehearsed, unplanned, only we're bringing a raw intelligence to the conversation. But before we begin... Or lack thereof. <laughs> but before we begin, we'd just like to check in, see how we're doing. By the way, my name is Bo Schwartz, if I didn't introduce myself. Um, so, guys, what's new in the lives of... of us uh that's a good question bo since last we recorded i would say not not a whole heck of a lot really i i have nothing my life is boring right now and uh you can all shed a tear for me well i'm sure that's about to change as the summer's coming mike you got any big plans are you uh uh no boring life as well yeah i I shed a tear for mike (laughs) i guess this is kind of different because usually i'm the the i would say i am the most uneventful person of the three of us but i'm going on a fishing trip man i've really i'm really hitting my 30s in a hard way uh bo and i would just like to point out we just said we both had boring lives and then you said you were going fishing that's like the textbook boring activity (laughs) it's true except like i never go so this is a family annual fishing trip thing and it's been happening like nine or ten years where all the boys go out into the forest with uh lots of, of drugs and uh testosterone and we go tripping balls apparently and fishing, but I haven't gone, so this is my first year. So it's kind of exciting in the sense that it's a, it's going to be a real experience, and I kind of hope it doesn't wear off after the first twelve hours because I'm going to be up there for six days, I think. So I'll tell you right now, it will get old after twelve hours. <laughs> man, man no, best... you're supposed to pump me up and be like, it's going to be awesome, Bo. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah, it's still worth doing because it's a family tradition. But I, you know, like a lot of those things, after like the first day, you're like, okay, it's the same thing. You'll You'll have a good time. Don't yeah. You? Hopefully I won't be lost in the woods naked because there is like a yeah, 5% Yeah, I hope it's better than your last tradition of killing homeless people. Family, family <laughs> tradition. You know, I, I just like to say I can neither confirm or deny that I've had any uh, part in any murderings of homeless individuals. But I like to think that it's not me. I'm not a murderer. So that's, not, that's probably true. Let's also, stop that rumor here now. I'm going to confirm actually that I have not murdered a single person. I would I would also say that this is where a, probably a lot of Bo's opinions uh, – we did machismo a while back and I think like if we re- recorded that podcast right after he came back from the woods with all the boys, uh, I think uh, we would get uh, very, uh, very interesting opinions. I hope I don't become misogynistic as a result of this. Yeah, well, it's, it's anything's possible. All right. Speaking of anything being possible, let's uh, explore the infinite possibilities presented to us by the random topic generator. Mike, if you would prepare the machine for us. It's ready. Let's get it going. And <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> 
So, Crofton, did you like that seg? It was pretty good, eh? Yeah, it was a good seg. Soon that machine will be powering the boat, taking you to fishing town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the topic today is uh, workaholics, or I guess workaholism, if that's a word. Yeah, I think workaholism works. Yeah, so um, do you do you guys know or are yourselves workaholics? Uh, yeah, I know actually a lot of different workaholics. Um, I've met many throughout my work travels, but I would definitely not consider myself a workaholic. How about you guys? Um, it's it's funny because lately you've been working a lot of overtime. I don't think that makes you a workaholic by any means because I don't think it's necessarily your, your choice, uh, but it seems like you've been working a lot lately. Well, the... The thing about that, though, is uh, that translates directly to working less mm. because I, I, unlike a lot of people, uh, take, uh, take my, my overtime and leave. So for every hour I work, I get either an hour and a half or double time back, right? So I always take it and leave, and that therefore enables me to accrue more weeks of vacation in the year than I would have otherwise. So for me, it's definitely mechanism to, to, to working less. And honestly, I do do not I like I've never had a job and I've worked in fields that interest me, but I've never had a job that that and and I people are fortunate who have them that that make me think, oh, this is like this is what I want to do. In my free time, this is what I would be doing, you know? Um and, and because of that, there's no desire to work. And my and this is this is gonna sound really judgmental, but my life is full of other things. That I that are important to me. Therefore, I don't put work on a pedestal as being this all sort of important thing. And I know I know certain people do, and certain workaholics do. Sometimes I and this is again very judgy to fill a void, of maybe a void or something that's missing in their lives. So it sounds it sounds to me like you're you're you've identified the reason for which you might work extra is an important part in this conversation so the simple fact that you're working a lot doesn't make you a workaholic if the net result is more free time for yourself i, I think a workaholic in, in this is just my opinion a workaholic is somebody like you would use the term alcoholic for somebody who is addicted to alcohol a workaholic for me is somebody who is addicted to work yeah i i tend to agree with uh, with crofton's take on uh, to take on that in that workaholics are uh, people who sometimes like in, 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 agree with his sort of it's judgmental <laughs> filling a void in their lives but maybe to build on that it's people who uh, identify themselves and their personality strongly with their profession and so uh, and, and you know more power to those people I guess who there's nothing they'd rather uh, do than than work. I find it strange. I'm definitely not a workaholic. Um, though some people might accuse me of being f- for my sort of side interests, which seem like work to a lot of people, but I don't see them as work. But my job, to which I you know get paid for, um, started as a full time job, and now I work only four days a week because I specifically want more time to do the things that aren't work. Um, but I think that the people that that are that are really motivated and driven by their career, then there's nothing they'd rather do. Uh, are easily fall into workaholism of, uh, because because of maybe too much focus on one thing. Yeah, workaholic to me is like a new kind. Like it's alcohol. An alcoholic is sort of an, an older word. I'm not sure if the term workaholic was kind of like a 
a common it came about in common vernacular by taking the concept of alcoholism and applying it to a similar pattern of behavior as alcoholism. Um, but my sense is that, you know, work is n not being an addictive substance, not being a mind-altering substance, that it's not, it's not a drug dependency, but that um, drug addiction in particular is sometimes not, the story is not just about the drug dependency, but about an avoidance of certain issues, um, you know, having, not being able to deal with certain things, but going to this um, activity compulsively as part of an avoidance tactic is is often, I think, what makes me think that, you know, being a workaholic is a real thing where, um, because, Mike, you identified kind of two types of work. Like, work to a lot of people is, I was born into this world, I now must take care of myself, and so I must work, which, but to a lot of people's definition is defined as something that I didn't particularly choose, but I'm doing in order to make these other, accomplish these other objectives, like have a family, own a house, means to do other activities, to have income. And, um, but it's always like this bargain you've made with yourself in your life where work is this thing. And I think that people get to committing to that concept where to the detriment of other parts of their life. Um, I think I don't I don't know that I qualify myself as a workaholic, but I was raised by one and I have the ethical um, perspective like of someone who uh, when he's been in a job uh, will work any extra overtime that's asked like if, if you know basically if there's work to be done, you should be doing it um, no matter what else is going on in your life because work is like the most important thing. And, um, you know, that's a hard thing for me to shake, actually, you know, and it does it does come into conflict with with personal relationships. And you're like, sorry, you know, that thing we were going to do, I got to work because, you know, they need me. Well, it's it's interesting how these things get muddled up with if there's with uh, the idea of work ethic. And a lot of times some people say that our culture, especially with young people, is lacking a work ethic. And I feel like I have a very strong work ethic generally uh, but again I'm definitely not a, a workaholic um, I feel that when I try to do things I try to do them well and I think many people have strong work ethics who are not workaholics I think workaholism is something something different it's something uh, that I think is a societal trend towards that we've that we've developed over the last 30 40 years of working more as a as a society and I think this has more than just personal implications as we talked a little bit about and more broader societal sort of impacts I mean there was a time where um, one uh, you know after uh, the, the sort of women's lib movement and women have gone to work uh, what we've what we've amounted to is generally more work. So now women are often doing double duty, working at a job and doing traditional household things. And men are also working more uh, just to make kind of ends meet. And that's sort of put on people as kind of like that's being successful, you know, and and that's uh, that's proving you're a professional. And being it, a contributing member of society, so you're worthy of pride, right? You know, like... Um feeling that you're contributing is like our attitudes about how people behave in our community is also important on some level to our self-esteem. I think when, when looking at workaholics, you have to think it's somebody that who would rather be at work. So somebody who would always rather be at work. That's how I see uh, workaholics. They're literally 
like addicted to work. And I know people like this and I've worked with them before. And yes, they, they put a, a high amount of importance in their work and often their work is important. Um, but it's just not something that, that I, you know, I can relate to. I would say like, I have a middling work ethic at best. Uh, and, uh, um, but I definitely like, I believe in doing your job, getting things done, doing it to the best of your abilities. But I would rather not be at work. Every day I'm at work, I would generally rather not be at work. Um, but one thing that, that strikes me is uh, I think of things like like presidents and prime ministers, heads of large multinational companies, you know, essentially um, a lot of a lot of the geniuses or or big thinkers of the past generation. And I just wonder if it'd be requisite to be a workaholic to be in any of those positions. Do you guys think that's the case? That you have to be a workaholic to be in a position of power and authority? Pretty, or not just power and authority, but like that, it, you know, all, all the all the sort of like world changers of today, and it, it could be power and authority, it could be innovation, it could be like like you know a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs, or it could be a, a you know a Barack Obama or whatever. That that all these people, the one thing that they would have in common is that they're all workaholics. Would yeah. that be fair? Um, I I think. I think it's hard to know without knowing. I think we hear a lot of things about these individuals. One presumes that they spend the majority of their time invested in the thing that gives them passion. But um, the, the, the interesting thing that you said, Crofton, to me, because I know workaholics, and I think when you ask a workaholic, like, would you rather be at work? They would answer no. I think the reason that they're at work so much is justified typically by a reason, like I've got to earn money for my family, or I've got to be someone like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or uh, Sir Richard Branson. If that guy works, I don't know. He definitely goes through, puts up, does a lot of work to look like he's a pretty cool guy that never works. <laughs> From what little I know of him, um, so my sense is that like the reason why we call it workaholic because we're we're talking about workaholism. So like I can't help but feel that like that ism at the end of it implies that it's it there's there's an it's a negative human behavior some sort of compulsion and a set of rationalizations on top of a behavior that is you know work becomes a priority over all other factors of your life and and mike said something on one i think on a previous episode that's maybe it was just in a, a conversation where you know, nurses were uh, interviewed about people on their deathbeds, the kind of things that they said. And the most frequent thing that they heard, anecdotally speaking, was they wish they hadn't worked so much. But at the time, it seemed like the perfectly legitimate, you know, solution, attitude to have about life. So I don't know, like, I look at people like Steve Jobs and Barack Obama and consider they're all American by coincidence. And I'm having a hard time thinking of any Canadian <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, but even, I'm culturally even, bankrupt. But no, no, yeah, like even <laughs> our prime minister Stephen Harper or any of any of uh, the high profile politicians, uh, businesses. I think that they live in the public sphere, and we can see uh, their lives. And I, I think, by and large, their their lives are dominated by work. I disagree a bit with you, where you're saying like it's it's. Um, that you know, it, it's somebody that that's that might have balance because it's something that they're passionate about. That does you know that might not make them a workaholic. I think, I think that if if 
where they'd rather be is at work, even if they don't verbalize that, then they're a workaholic. I guess that's true. I guess like there might be cases where it's an avoidance tactic, and there might be some cases where they are simply driven to do what they want to do, and they may l- share the characteristics of a workaholic, but maybe it's okay to be the kind of person that's like 24-7, I'm all about skateboards. That's just me, and I'm going to die being all about skateboards. I I definitely think, I I said this a little bit earlier, um, and maybe I'm putting my socialist hat on here, which I do occasionally, which is to say my anti-capitalist hat. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like there is definitely a societal pressure to, to work more. To be a good employee, there's a perception that to be a good employee is to be one who Oh, you need to come in on the weekend, and and yeah, you're there, no questions asked, and uh, or it's like you know, this busy tonight. We need you to stay late. Yeah, I'm there, and those people often fall into the roles of of, of workaholics. But what they're doing essentially is putting aside their personal freedom uh, for the benefit of the company, uh, you know, and. And and I I don't think that's a good thing, but we definitely have that that kind of idea that that's what a good employee does. That a bad employee, and often we talked about unions, and people say, oh, a unionized employee would be like, well, I got a family, so I'm out of here, and we perceive that as be like that person is not a dedicated employee, and 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 that's deemed as bad. And I think that the rise of workahol workaholics and workaholism. Um, is is very convenient for a capitalistic state in which we want to maximize productivity constantly. And that's at the expense of, say, so relationships and community building that you can do in your personal time. So as we work more, I think that there are consequences for a family, personal relationships, and and other things that, that are that are, live outside the realm of the of the work sphere, even volunteerism uh, and things and things like that. The more time you're at work, the less time you have to volunteer or participate in activities that might have other societal benefits. So I don't think it's a good thing, but there definitely is this pressure to like, yeah, a good employee goes above and beyond. And I, and I, I just that's interesting. I, I think it's kind of sad. I agree. I agree with that. But I also think that volunteering, if you were, you could be a workaholic through volunteering and in, in giving back to the community. I think volunteering is a way of, it's a way of being and is not necessarily always tr- tied to like private, the private sector. You could be uh, a, a workaholic at a non, not for profit. You could be a, a workaholic anywhere. Uh, I'm just curious, Mike, what you would say, like do, what I said about like sort of the big, uh, the big personalities or the big big thinkers or big um you know innovators or 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 political leaders and all that sort of stuff being automatic workaholics like that that's the, that they all are workaholics now well i, I think that that's that's probably oh, true that they it's and the do you think like cuz I sort of when when you th- talk about alcoholism, it's easy to be like, okay, alcoholism is a bad thing, but workaholism is 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 leading in many cases to something to something productive. And I would say, like, when I think of a negative, I think that I wouldn't want to be a workaholic, and I would think that if I'm married and if I have kids and I'm and I'm neglecting my loved ones to to be a workaholic, to spend time at work. I'm missing, you know, choir recitals for little Tina or I don't know. Um, that uh, because I'm because I'm working, um, I find I 
like that would be bad. Like in my mind, that would be that I'm hurting people that aren't me. I'm just, if I actually enjoy work, that's where I want to be. And I'm, you know, I'm not married and I'm, I'm focused on, on work. Um, then I'm not sure I see as much a problem with that. Like, even though they're really, really sleazy, I'm watching house of cards right now. And, uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty good. And, uh, and, and um, the two, the main character played by Kevin Spacey and his wife, never, never essentially had had kids and and put always put their careers first and were always focused on on their career on advancing and all that sort of stuff, and so they're on the same page. They're both both workaholics, um, but at the same time, uh, like now they're a bad example because they're scumbags. Kind of. But. Like this comes back to uh, about what you were saying about the people in those types of positions being automatically uh, workaholics, and I think that often that is sort of the case. But it's because those the, the types of people that tend to to go into that realm of public life as leaders tend to be people who crave who crave power and authority, and 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 also responsibility. So unfortunately, with those roles, they are basically twenty four seven jobs. And I think that's a bit unfortunate. Like, I don't think, you know, our prime minister is better for his job because he works at it constantly. If he had more balance in his life, maybe he would be a better leader. If he spent more time with his with his friends and did more community building, I think he would probably be a better leader. But we... And again, this comes back to my point about sort of societal norms. A lot of people would deem that as he's not a very good prime minister because look at him. He's on the weekends playing golf with friends. Well, Barack Obama got a lot of heat for the amount of vacations he was taking. I think even George Bush did when he would go to the ranch there or whatever. They would always get heat from like, oh, I can't believe he's going there at this time or whatever. I, I think that's the the, you know, they're always looking for a sensationalist story to – cast mud on the other party kind of deal like i don't know if that's reflective of the general population's feeling on their world leader taking a vacation but just like mike was talking about politics and stuff like that there and i and i understand like his his view on a lot of that stuff but but what about like what about guys like uh, innovators and that sort of thing like is it is it possible like i would imagine guys like thomas edison or whatever would, would they they're all driven by by work and it's it's just a different type of work uh and like i would disagree that those people are are workaholics and earlier i said that some people might consider me a workaholic um because there was a time like i said i work less at work but in the past 10 months i've been renovating a house and i've been working almost every day um on the both days of the weekend and the day off I had from my regular job I'd work at this other thing so I was effectively effectively working more or less 7 days a week and some people would say that that made me a workaholic but that other thing was was driven by a different thing like I didn't get I didn't receive a paycheck for it so I I wouldn't consider it work and I do feel that people even and there are some people in life and I I really feel, you know, more power to these people who have found that type of profession that brings them money and it really is their passion as well. Those type of people who would say, this is not work, this is just what I love doing in life and they're lucky enough to make money at it. I feel like there's a difference between those types those types of people, someone who's just following their passion and able to make a living off it and those people who are who are just work, work, workaholics because – uh, they feel like it's going to get them something more. It's it's not necessarily they're even 
you know, a specific field that they chose. It's a good job that they fall into and they've excelled at it and they just work a lot because they want to get more, the most out of it. I think there's a difference between, between those two types of people who work a lot. And also, for that matter, I would touch on people in, I mean, I was just telling you guys earlier that I was looking into smartphones and trying to find ones that were ethically built, i.e. not in sweatshops. And basically, you can't find them because there's a lot of people in the world who work 12-hour days every day, seven days a week. And uh, it's not because of work, workaholism, it's because of exploitation labor. And obviously, right. we, obviously, we wouldn't call those people workaholics, even though they're still they're still doing it. No, and just like I would never have called you a workaholic because I know that you don't really you do you don't really enjoy you the like renoing a house like you enjoy it more than than your maybe your day to day job, but you're doing it in the end goal of of making money and this sort of thing. You would not be doing it otherwise. Oh, I'm not going to just be doing it for fun. Maybe you would now and again, but not to the extent that you've been doing it. If I asked you, what would you rather be doing? You know, renovating a house or spending time cycling in the Gatineau Park with your wife. I have no doubt that you would say cycling in the Gatineau Park with. Uh, well, she. <laughs> I don't know. Depending on the wife. day. Whereas a workaholic, may, may, maybe I. I just feel that a workaholic uh, is somebody that that um, is just infatuated with their work, and it doesn't have to be work that they're getting paid for. It can be volunteer work. It can be something that pat. You know that they're passionate about. Like, but but. Uh, it for me, all that stuff is different shades of workaholism, and and some of some of it's the man telling you like I need you to do this for me, and you want to be a good good soldier, and you're really invested, and you think you're making a huge difference, and that's one thing. Another of it could be you could be self employed, and some of the self employed people running their own businesses are the. Um, or some of the most workaholic, like Bo, Bo gave the example of his dad, like he's a workaholic, but he runs his, you know, he runs his own business. And I think people, they, th- there's nowhere they'd rather be. There's different, I, I think there's different shades, but it all is for me being like addicted to work or I, into work above and beyond LLs. Cause yeah, I, I know that during fights, I'm, you know, my mother would call my father a workaholic but my father does not consider himself a workaholic and and when asked he would prefer definitely to be doing other things than working but it's it's not about a preference for work I, I feel like a part of it is cultural indoctrination thus you know our value as human beings are directly proportional to the amount that we are sacrificing our time and our energy to take care of our families or to earn income or to just better our standing within society. Whereas, um, you know, like like this fishing trip I'm going to, for example, if I said, oh, I got a job and I've got to go to work, everyone would be fine with me not going. You know, like maybe they'd be happy if I came, but that 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 morality of, well, no, work takes precedence and this thing is just a fishing trip – that's the cultural value we place on something like a vacation or um, – and I don't even say vacation as, as bonding familial time as opposed to being a contributing member to society. Whereas like I can't think of hardly anyone I know in my family who've done all that much to devote any time to volunteering, which is something that Mike brought up. We don't place a lot of cultural weight on volunteering. We pay respect to people who do, but we do not consider them – generally speaking to be to be as great a people or people worthy of admiration like all the people we mentioned here who work as opposed to volunteer and, and do sacrificial things and um 
But volunteering, volunteering is work. Like I know somebody who's a workaholic volunteer. Like, I well, well, yeah, but it's just the workaholism. Like, I think it's defining what if you're it, it, what's the amount of hours that puts you into workaholism versus just being a working person, right? Because I think that it's, everyone it's not working, hours, but it's, I think that working forty hours a week makes everyone a workaholic. Because I don't think we should all work five days a week. I think we should work less days a week for workahol- our pay. In my mind, workaholism is and, and being a workaholic is it's not about the amount of hours you work. You can work one hour a week and be a workaholic as long as what you want to do is work. It, that's what you're focused on. You're focused on uh, not not like in a life, but like your you know whatever you're working on. That's what makes you a workaholic. I well, think. See, I, I mean, I think I fundamentally dis- disagree with that because I really feel like. The the difference between work because I the, when you work it's like when I have think of my job when I work at my job it's something that I'm doing because someone's giving me money I have no interest in doing it otherwise and and when it's something I want to do if someone else might consider it work but if I don't so say when I'm renovating a house I don't consider that work if I'm building a deck or digging a hole for that matter, I often find that really enjoyable because I just like that kind of physical exertion, that kind of building stuff. It's not work. And someone else might view it as work. It'd be work for them, but it's not for me. And I would never consider myself a workaholic for doing that type of thing. Um, And it's the same with volunteerism. I don't consider people who have, some people just have tons of energy and tons of interests and they do all kinds of different things. And on the weekends, they're busy. They have all these things going, they're organizing people and doing activities and volunteering and working a lot. Uh, to me, the only part that is, that is relates to work to, to being a workaholic is the part that is not necessarily what your choice was. So when I think about workaholics, I think about, say, no, I'm a public servant and I know a lot of public servants who are kind of workah- workaholics. And why I'd call them workaholics as opposed to someone who, say, volunteers a lot or does a lot of work on their own time and things, interests they like is because oftentimes people who wind up in jobs like that, it wasn't necessarily their specific, say, field of study. Like someone will get a, say, an MBA and they have general business interests and then they'll find a job in some, say, government department, for example, as a, as a manager. And I mean, they didn't study anything related to the work they do as a, it's just, it was, it was a mechanism to get a good job. Or, and then, or as a policy analyst or something like that, not related to any of their studies or any of the interests that drove them in school. And then they get the job, and then, and then that job adds this additional meaning of work. And then they work, they stay an hour late every day or two hours late, and they come in on the weekend. To me, those people are workaholics because it wasn't like they ever sat down and said, I want to work in health policy or something. And then, and then if, if that was the case, I'd say, well, that's their passion. But a lot of times it's not. People wind up someplace and then they take on the role of the workaholic because I think because of societal pressures to be like, you're a professional. That's what you do. Yeah, well, and that's where I can relate to it because, you know, I spent a long period of time in my previous job, which it was an experience that I, that I, I cherish and that I value. But um, that I'd spend a lot of extra time always being the guy that would say yes to extra hours or to extra anything and being raised to be that way. Like I had very good formation on how to or instruction, if you will, on how to be an invaluable employee. And I think that there's that's not a bad thing. But I think that when you don't have that conversation with yourself where you're saying, what's I don't think it's about education, Mike, because people can change. I think it's about the song in your heart about how you want to contribute to other people's lives, whether through work or through some sort of family thing. 
I think it's it's failing to have that conversation and then defaulting to something that isn't the song in your heart, but it's available to you. And maybe there's something to be said about making the best for your circumstances in your life. But it's it's over committing to a point of avoidance of those questions is to me is workaholism when working lots is great. I have nothing against working lots. I'm the kind of person who thinks that's amazing to be devoted to an idea or work or whatever. But I definitely think when you get to the point where you're avoiding uh, opportunities, you're avoiding time with your family. Um, in the name of work, where you're really just hurting yourself at that point, that you can use work to drown out the noise of the messiness of life and and this, the disappointment that will be in your heart. It's absolutely heartbreaking. There are times when I you know wake up and be like, what am I doing here? Why am I working here? I should go. No, I've got to earn money. This is what the world expects of me. It's how my parents raised me to be. It's what I'm going to do to be a good person. And so let me continue digging in this direction that I don't want to be digging because of this rationalization I've placed over top of the song that was in my heart, so to speak. And and to me, working to avoid things, that's where I sort of think it, the, the, the working can become a, um, become a psychological problem as opposed to just a person who really enjoys working a lot or enjoys what they're doing so much that what other people consider work, they consider... Uh, the meaning of life, you know? Uh, so, well, I agree. Look, I agree a lot with what you guys have both said. Uh, I think you're fixating on one type of workaholic. I think that somebody who volunteers at the Red Cross and still misses their child's play because they're volunteering at the Red Cross is can still be considered a workaholic, even though they're not getting paid for it. I think that somebody who is absolutely fixated on inventing something in their basement and spends 12 hours down there a day can be considered a workaholic, even though they're not getting paid for it. I, I, I mentally differ on, I think I see workaholic in a wider breadth and not just like Joe working for the government being a workaholic that's that's uh, or or um, you know trying to trying to please the boss or being indoctrinated by uh, you know societal norms and that sort of thing I see workaholism as as uh, an individual that that is that is addicted to uh, there is addicted to their work whatever that may be and and would rather be doing it above and beyond of spending time with friends and family or anything like that. That's how that's how I see it. I, I some people have said that they workaholics get addicted to like the dopamine or whatever release in the brain due to stress and that sort of stuff. Or 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 and and I definitely that's one thing I can relate to because sometimes when I'm at work, like there are days where it's really kind of bored, but then there are other days where like there's a lot of stuff going on. And those are the days that I find they go by fast and and so I could see like if you get into that too much, it could be a slippery slope. So I'm just going to uh, uh, – do you guys mind if I just rattle off my verdict here? No, we, go, no, go right in. All right. So thing about workaholics is is uh, like I don't want to – well, I'm, I'll go out and say that I'm on the lazier side of the spectrum, okay? So I'll, I'll be truthful somewhat with myself. Uh, and so by nature, like I'm – antagonistic to the term workaholic like i agree with what a lot of you guys have said about like um sort of you know society placing value on the amount you work and doing extra hours and that sort of thing um on the great people, uh, significant figures throughout history and and present time that honestly are workaholics and and in my mind 
couldn't have have done the things that they've done or made the breakthroughs that they've made without being workaholics, without devoting and, and wanting to devote and spending countless hours of their energy and time on, on, on these projects. So for that reason, it's very difficult for me to say that workaholics are bad. But um, I disagree fundamentally enough with valuing, placing a value on your life or devoting your life to work above and beyond, say, personal enjoyment, um, hanging out with friends, uh, just relaxing, you know, that's spending time with family. Like prioritizing work above all those things, be it for pay or not, um, I feel is just straight up smelly bullshit. Bullshit. All right, straight up and smelly. Interesting Interesting points. Um, I'm I'm ready to go next. I think lead the cows to the pasture. Crofton made some uh, d- definitely some 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 compelling some compelling points, which I wouldn't necessarily disagree with on their own. But I I do think that we view work maybe slightly differently. My sticking point is always that those people who we talked about, and I wouldn't disagree that they're workaholics, like people like inventors and these creative people who are. Who are, who are driven by their work and can't help but work constantly. But for me, really, it comes down to the if there's nothing you'd rather do, it's not it's not work. And it's like you know you might be spending time with your friends and family, but if you find that say boring or some and some people like are just not very social. Like I have read about Nikola Tesla, and he was he wasn't a social person. He worked constantly because that's that's what he loved to do. And so, is that work? I would argue. It's not for 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 him. Um, my view is, is more like because you, if you think of people who are looking for a job, you go out and look for a job, and some people, you, you know, uh, are driven and just make their passion into a job. But often you're just applying for a job, and then you might get one, and you take it very seriously, and become kind of fall into workaholic tendencies. But that job was just whatever job was available. It wasn't necessarily your passion in life. And to me, like that, those types of workaholics, the ones who are driven by those societal pressures to be a good professional, that to, to be successful is to is to be always moving up, to be delivering more than than is required of you. I think are workaholics, and I and I think that 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 is essentially amounts to a different form of exploitation. I was talking earlier; we wouldn't consider people who work in sweatshops workaholics. But I feel that the type of workaholics we have in the West, the ones who are driven by these societal pressures, are essentially exploited in the same way. It's just through more psychological means and ones that we've built into what it means to be a successful person. But there still amounts to exploitation when it is something that they'd rather not be doing, when they're doing it because they have this unbearable guilt of responsibility or commitment that they have made and i feel that that amounts to exploitation so for so for that reason i'm saying that workaholics are downright it's a it's a bad thing for society and just the one last thing and to to say that those people who there's it's nothing it's there's nothing they'd rather do than that thing and it's their passion in life then they're not working they're just enjoying life yeah okay so um, before you go can i just jump in sure I just, I just want to, I just want to say, like, uh, I agree with a lot what you're saying, Mike. But the thing that, that that grinds my gears is my definition of workaholic is somebody that would rather be working, that enjoys work above and beyond all else. And you're you're sort of saying those those people don't count as workaholics. Yeah, because they enjoy because all the workaholics I know, I guarantee you, 
the deep down what they want to be doing is working. They don't they don't want to be hanging out with their family or whatever. They're workaholics. Like that's how that's how just, I a, I see it. It's a sliding scale of like what do you consider work? Because you might say that leisure activity is something like painting or something like that that people do that's a leisure activity. But what if you're a painter and that's how you make your living and you paint all the time because you love it? It's not it's not necessarily work. Like to me, work is what you've done when it's not your own chosen path. It's what was available. It's a path that came to you through seeking a means of supporting yourself. And then when you let that thing take over your life, that's workaholism. When it's something that's always been your passion and then you've, and you've made that your reality through sheer will, will of force, that's very different than just having a job. So, I mean, I think we do have a distinction in that I think that anything – not and not not there's you can't just define something as work because someone is doing it if they love it and they they do it for free it's not necessarily work. Well, but uh, yeah, we should I, let I both think, have this verdict. I think we're getting we're getting to the point where we're getting so meta that we're going to start asking question. What is work? You know, and start trying to define philosophical that. nature. Yeah, we're. I'm going to just you know you've had your chance for your verdict. I'm going to say that it's my view that work for good or for ill is still work. Like it, it we can all agree that doing something to contribute to the well-being of your family or to taking care of yourself or to the betterment of society or just chopping wood so your community has wood it's all work and you can love it or you can be choosing to do something you don't like the sticking point for me is that that workaholic workaholism sort of implies a clinical suffix to the word like it attaches something that is sort of this, this this negative aspect about working which to me feels and i could be incorrect feels like it has to do with avoidance whether you love the work you do or maybe whether you don't love the work you do um doing making that work a priority over other things in your life may be a kind of avoidance akin to the kind of thing where we worry about the guy who spends his entire time in his basement with his trains collection and not doing anything else and saying it's great that you love your trains but you know there are other parts about your life that when you get to the end of it if you don't participate in those other things too you'll be filled with regret and those people that love you be grow distant from you because you're so ensorcelled by your work whether it's train collecting or being the president or whatever and i think workaholism at least in my experience is kind of like a it mainly is kind of has to do with the family. Like it's a relationship effector where like, if you're a single person and all you do is freaking work all week, I mean, you may regret not having a family or spending enough time with your family um, or those that you love, but it's certainly more impactful on the kids that you're raising. And, and in a more traditional marriage, maybe circa 30, 40 years ago, less time with your wife and all that kind of crap. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and just sort of deliver my verdict in that context, whether it's correct or we can all have different opinions. It's cool. I'm actually going to say that, you know, being a workaholic and avoiding uh, aspects of your life by drowning yourself in work is bad. Whether it's work you love or work you don't love, I think they do. I think Crofton has a point that it that essentially amounts to the same thing, that you are making a priority of the work that you do to the detriment of other aspects of your life, which will mainly be, it's it's hurtful to those maybe around you, but hurtful to yourself too. I think that's the view people take. So as presented, it sounds not like a good thing. So it's, it is funny how in this one, we, we, all, we had all quite different sort of points, yet all sort of came down on the same 
kind of side of work. I think it's more defining work that we. I think we yeah. got to the end that we were, we just have different concepts of what constitutes work versus positive experiences of work versus negative experiences of work, and the 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 clinical side of it. It just it's just it implies that it's bad for you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, no. I, I anyway, I thought it was an interesting. I thought it was an interesting discussion. I still like part of me still wants to argue you guys, but like at. Uh, at the in the interest of putting it aside, I feel like that's one of those ones where, even though I had uh, a point in things that I I believed in, you guys speaking with you guys about the topic allowed me to think more about it in a three sixty way. You know, yeah, that's why talking about things okay. is always interesting. Learn yeah. new things from other people. I always learn new things from you guys. Maybe somebody somebody who was like a. Um, a, a really pro workaholic, like somebody that would argue the merits of workaholics. I think that would have been, uh, would be interesting to hear from as well. We want to learn new things from our listeners and maybe one of our listeners can explain to us the merits of workaholism. So if you'd like to be that person, then uh, work real hard to write us a great email and send it to goodbadbull <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you write into us, give us your opinion. We'd love to hear it. We definitely will learn something from you and we'll read it on the show. And that's always awesome. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, uh, you can visit our website at, uh, sorry, our website's goodbadbull.com. Just type that into your address bar and you'll get to our site. And there you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, any old podcatcher through us, our RSS feed. Um, all right, guys. I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Sorry to cut you guys off, but I was really trying to get my segue in there. And I was like, stop talking so I can segue. Arr, arr, arr. Are you going to segue into our Twitter accounts? Sure. And so um, we have Twitter accounts. First of all, our web, our site, our show has a Twitter account at Good Bad Bull, where you can find out more about the show. Uh, Croft, and if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me staying up till all hours, working real hard on thinking of witty tweets to put out on my Twitter account at Croft and Steers. All right, I think that was more than 180 characters. Croft, or not Croft, Mike, <laughs> the other person on the show. Uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me not on Twitter because I would consider that work, and therefore I'm not going to do it unless someone pays me. So. Probably they can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you can find me at Bo Schwartz. Uh, yeah, and I'm not employed, so Twitter's like super easy for me to do. <laughs> you're, you're an anti-workaholic. You're the exact opposite. You're well, an what, unemployaholic. One of the points, and this is th- that I uh, that I wanted to make during the show, but I didn't hear, is that like I work really hard when I'm employed by another, and I'm trying to get to the point where I'm working to the same degree for myself, and I find it so hard. See, it's it's funny so hard. I, I that's self self motivation, I guess, is the. It's, it's hard. I agree. But like, you know, if I want to be indoctrinated, I'm like so good at like indoctrinating myself and working hard. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, ah, I'll just watch Community. Yeah, I, I don't have that problem. Like I work at random stuff, but because I find it fun, and I'm like, I find it, I'm compelled to do it. I'm making a table right now, for example. It's really fun. I wish I had more time to work on it, actually. But, but see, it's a hobby, that's, you know. It's not that's work. cool, uh, honestly. That you that you want to do that, like, or that that you're motivated to do that. But like, I definitely, I consider my level for what constitutes work is very low, like, or very high. Whatever the one is that I think everything is work. Like, if I asked <laughs> you to take out the garbage, work. <laughs> what if I asked you to uh, do the dishes? Definitely uh, work. Uh, what if your shoes were untied and I was like, work. Cro- <laughs> 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 
fucking, you're a big slacker. What, what if like I had two broken arms and we were going into the store and I needed someone to hold the door open for me? Work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, what sexual positions are work? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.